lowest places, God's radical mm-hmm. pursuit, just like he pursued me in a, mm-hmm. in a, in a, in a solitary, you know, in a jail cell. Getting raped by this guy I was dating at 16, and it just really shattered everything. And it was like, I'm ruined for God. Welcome to the Run the Race podcast, where we talk about fitness and faith on a weekly basis. We all need motivation, maybe to lose weight or get stronger physically or get closer to God as we all seek purpose in life. I'm your host, Jason Dennis, hoping to inspire you to run the race of life as we sit down with fascinating guests digging deeper into the mind, body, and soul. Let's do this. Hello, everybody. It's your uh, host, Jason Dennis, here uh, from the studios of WTVM in Columbus, Georgia. Hope you are doing well. So I got a question for you to start off here. Are you feeling maybe um, stuck in life or anxious or perhaps um, even depressed? Um, Maybe, you know, you want to, to have more fullness in life. Well, I'll tell you this. Uh, God wants you to live a life and a life uh, more fulfilled uh, through him. And so we have some great guests on, uh, Jonathan and Jessica Cronin, uh, who went through some really messy stuff of addiction and depression, PTSD, uh, sexual abuse and trauma, all kinds of things. And they've come out on the other side. Now they're coaching other people of how to, to live through the spirit and how to have a really an amazing life that maybe you never thought you could have. And so uh, a lot of people are dealing with anxiety and depression and those kind of mental health issues during this uh, COVID-19 pandemic that continues on with the Delta variant. Our prayers are with all the folks that are continuing to deal with this. Um, but uh, I mean, you know, they are actually our fifth married couple that's on this uh, Run the Race podcast. You can listen to all the previous episodes on WTVM.com slash podcast. We're on Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher. You can go to Apple, and we'd love for you if, you, if you don't mind, go to the bottom of the Apple page for Run the Race and write a quick little review for us. Tell us what you like or don't like. And, and uh, you know, this is the, now the we're closing in on episode number 80 over the last two years. And again, um, this is our fifth couple, married couple, that's been on Run the Race out of these almost 80 episodes. We had episode number three, Bodybuilder Newlyweds, who, who are coaching others to meet their fitness goals. Episode number 14, we had Love and Running Lessons from Big Dog Fleet Feet store owners Reggie and Carolee Luther. And then you can also check out uh, number 28, Nutrition Experts Dayton and Karen Preston, helping you lose weight uh, as we get out of quarantine and all those kind of things. And then more recently, episode number 54, Discovering Romance and Motivation through Team RWB. Uh, that is an organization that helps and supports military veterans and uh, this uh, husband and wife that uh, runs and does other kinds of uh, things to, to help our local military who definitely in our prayers right now as well because of everything they've gone through the last 20 years in Afghanistan and everything happening there right now. We hope and pray there is a a good resolution there. Um, And coming up later in this podcast, if you stick around after uh, my chat with uh, Jonathan and Jessica, uh, you can hear me uh, sing a little bit because I want to dedicate this episode to a friend of mine who passed away in the last few months, Mark McGinnis. And this is one of our favorite songs. He was a good college friend of mine. And and so uh, you're going to hear me kind of sing a 
quick bit of that, uh, if you can stand my singing a little bit. But which one thing you can stand uh, is a, a really uplifting conversation with Jonathan and Jessica Cronin. Uh, Jonathan, just you know, a decade ago, he was in prison, addicted to meth and cocaine, suicidal, and God really radically changed his life. And uh, for the past nine years, he's uh, started several ministries, so really kind of turned his life around. He's been a counselor, a fitness instructor, a pastor, an evangelist. Whereas his wife, Jessica Cronin, they've been married almost two years and have their second child on the way. Uh, she faced a lot of traumatic events during childhood and as a teenager, including rape, abuse, and assault. She was addicted to drugs as well, medications, diagnosed with severe PTSD. But now she is free from that, not taking any medications for those things either uh, through programs, mentors, but most of all through Jesus. And she's been in ministry uh, for the last five years as a mentor, coach, women's ministry director, and much more. Um, um, you know, they, they both uh, are coming through a lot of trouble. Jonathan graduating from Southwestern University with a ministry degree, and both of them uh, have been involved with a local nonprofit ministry called Take the City, based here in Columbus, Georgia. They were both directors of the Redeem Ministry, which is, uh, helps uh, women get out of sex trafficking. So really, they've done some amazing work on Friday nights for really years and years now. And uh, Spirit and Life, which is the, the thing they now coach, it's an LLC and a nonprofit called Spirit and Life Coaching. They help go, folks go from overwhelmed and stuck and unfulfilled, like we talked about earlier, to confident, uh, thriving, and passionate through non-traditional, holistic, Christ-centered approaches. And so they just released a free guide called uh, 10 Life and Body Hacks to, to Feel Better and Conquer Stress. So uh, that's that's important to do that for sure. So uh, here's my conversation with them, and, and hopefully you get something out of it and, and get inspired and, and help friends maybe that you know they're dealing with addiction, anxiety, depression, or, or anything else they're talking about. All right, we have some special guests for our podcast now. Uh, good friends of mine, Jonathan and Jessica Cronin. Jess, uh, as she likes to be called as well. So uh, welcome uh, welcome to the uh, WTVM, guys. Thank Thanks. you so much. Glad to be here. Yeah, I've uh, known you guys for a while uh, through a local nonprofit ministry, Take the City. And there's been a redeemed sex trafficking ministry there as well that you guys mm-hmm. have been heavily involved with and helped launch. And so, uh, and, and uh, Jess is uh, four months pregnant. Yes. So uh, second baby on the way. So, so uh, about to be party of four later this year, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Exciting stuff. So we're going to talk a, a little bit about uh, you guys have an LLC and a nonprofit called Spirit in Life uh, Coaching, yes. and uh, which you guys help folks with a lot of different things, dealing with anxiety and trauma and those kind of things. We're going to talk about that and and uh, what you guys, you know, advice for people going through some really heavy stuff. But first, I'm I wanted to talk uh, to you guys about y'all been through a lot uh, and, 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 you know, what you guys, you know, have, have seen and. And, and what you guys have done, made some mistakes, but mm-hmm. Jesus obviously is the, the powerful healer. Right. We all believe in that and that he's the one that can really have the, the true rehab, the true transformation. Mm-hmm. So first I wanted to go to you guys and kind of uh, maybe, you know, tell your story about, you know, uh, how far you've come maybe in the last decade. And so Jonathan, I'll start mm-hmm. with you. I know, you know, you've, um, you know, you're a lot different than you were a decade ago, a right? A little bit, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so a decade ago would have been 2011. 20, 20, uh, yeah. yeah, so yeah. I I had just gotten incarcerated for uh, a lot of a lot of different things. You know, I think growing up though, I had incredible parents, awesome parents in the church all the time. But I think uh, for me, I was still trying to find my own way, 
Um, and, you know, there was different things that had happened to me, even with, you know, uh, prescription medications just for, you know, ADHD and all kinds of stuff like that, that uh, was good. But it also had kind of a, an effect on me to where I was kind of feeling a void. I was trying to find my social place and, and, and all kinds of things like that with dealing with that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, long story short, I go into uh, a, a place of just drugs and and violence and addiction and and all kinds of things like that i uh, got arrested several times and uh around 17 18 years old i got arrested for a a major major three felonies and uh in jail i had a moment uh, where i actually got in trouble went to the hole went to lockdown and uh jesus totally came in my cell and changed i mean i i came to this point where i said something's got to change and whenever I said, you know, God, if you're real, I want to do something different, I felt peace come in my heart. First thing I felt was peace. And when that happened, mm-hmm. another inmate comes in and he has a Bible. And and it was just crazy, crazy, just, you know, some would say coincidence, but it was the, the sovereign hand of the Lord. And, and it was people praying for me. It was family. It was church. It was people praying for me. Comes in. I give my life to Jesus. Um, and... You know, I continue to go down that road, and I fully, you know, continue to submit. I ended up going to a rehab teen challenge, and then I went to a ministry college. And um, in ministry college, uh, it was, it, it was, I was still kind of on this journey. And so, this is what I, I really want to hit on, especially when we're going towards spirit and life. Is is even as I was in ministry school, I still battled. I had been saved. I had had all these amazing. Uh, experiences, but in ministry school, I'm still struggling with things like depression, uh, things like anxiety, things like addiction, um, even in pornography, things like, I mean, just things across the board. I'm still struggling. Like, yeah, I think we're called, we're, we're free, whom the sun sets free is free indeed, but we're still, I'm still on my journey. And I'm still on that journey of God. I mean, I, mm-hmm. what I looked like then was a night and day difference from you know, just a few years ago, because I was strung out on drugs, I was selling drugs, I was doing all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff, but there was still a process. And so that was the moment that really, you know, uh, God took me through and said, here's some things, here's people that you need to be around, here's here's uh, programs you need. I mean, like, there was all kinds of things that God really introduced me to, and really, and, and it's the basis of Spirit in Life, is the foundation of, you know, holistic, like God looking at our whole lives and saying, how are we stewarding how God, what God has given us and stepping into a community of supportive people, people who understand. And, um, so anyway, yeah, that was me, uh, 2012, 2013, 2014. Um, Jesus radically has changed my life. And so since then, yeah, I've, I've, um, started house church. I've, um, been able to be a youth pastor, you know, started Redeemed, started Harvest, uh, you know, as part of Take the City and um, several different things. Yeah, so. And, and so what you're saying is that, like, coming to Jesus, or it doesn't require you to have your life all together. No. I mean, well, I mean no. none of us Come ever on. do. I mean, we're not going to be That's perfect. Big. There's only one. But you can just, you know, you he, he takes you where you are, right? That's big. <laughs> That's big. That's that, You hit it nail on the head because, I mean, for me, as soon as I had that moment with Jesus— I had uh, the only thing that really changed was I started reading my Bible and I stopped. I tried to stop cussing. <laughs> you know everything else. I was still doing dope. I was still selling dope. I was still playing poker. I was still doing all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
but slowly over time, Jesus started just purging those things from my life because the more of him I tasted, the more I wanted to just give away. And the, the more I gave away, the more of him I would taste. And so it became this journey of just falling in love with Jesus and just my life, you know, started changing. So, yeah. you know, I'm all for, you know, that moment where God comes in and everything changes, you're completely different. But my journey was a journey. It was a process. And, mm-hmm. and I think we have to give ourselves permission to be in that process, be in that journey. Yeah, and st- still on the journey. And yeah. speaking of falling in love, you know, yeah. uh, Jess, you and Jonathan have been married. Has it been three years or two? Almost two years. Two years. Almost, yep. almost two years now. Yep, so in September. And uh, so, you know, maybe, you know, 10 years ago, you couldn't imagine where you're at now and being married totally. with, you know, second kid on the way and, and being a part of ministry. So tell me about, you know, your mm-hmm. journey because you've been through a, a lot of trauma yourself, right? Yep, that's right. And yeah, it's amazing to even look back and see the miracles that have happened and yeah, just to see the journey because um, God has done a huge flip around in my life. And so, yeah, I grew up um, in a Christian home, but there was, yes, there was a lot of trauma I was exposed to as a young child. And, you know, so my innocence was taken at a very young age. And so my view on the world and on men and on God even was very distorted. And I was very confused on the safety of that um, just growing up. And so personally, I just you know, walked through so many different things. Um, my parents got divorced at age six. And so there was just a lot of, um, instability growing up. Um, and so I had a great community of Christian people and then I go to public high school and I'm just kind of exposed to everything at one time. And I, I've always been an all or nothing kind of person. Um, and so I saw a lot of people wavering. I saw a lot of And I was wavering. I started, you know, drinking and um, smoking marijuana. And then I got with the wrong crowd and I I ended up um, getting raped by this guy I was dating at 16. And it just really shattered everything. And it was like, I'm ruined for God. Like, I've ruined everything because it was my virginity and just was this place of like, you know, I can't go back. I can't go back to Christianity because I thought it was this performance. I thought you had to be perfect and do all these things to earn God's love, which is so untrue. But I I just spiraled because of the trauma and because of my beliefs. I spiraled into drug addiction and just partying and um I all this time I had I was diagnosed with anxiety and depression around 7th or 8th grade. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I just started believing there was something broken about myself and there was something wrong with me, something wrong with my brain. Um, and it was kind of this like hopeless diagnosis of like, okay, I'm going to deal with this for the rest of my life. And then at 19, I was sexually assaulted by an older man with my friend and I developed PTSD. And so in that season, doctors told me, you're going to be on all these medications for the rest of your life. This is going to be a lifelong Mm. battle. And here I am today, completely free, completely off of those things and free from the PTSD and and the traumas of, of the things that happened to me. So, you know, I think this is why we're so passionate about what we do is because 
it is possible to change and you don't have to be bound in a diagnosis. And, you know, there are great things that that come from the medical industry. I think God uses it. Um, But I think there is greater healing that's possible with Jesus. And there's greater wholeness that's possible. Um, And so for me, I had a radical encounter with Jesus after I had um, a few months after the assault happened. I was like trembling. I had, like I said, full-blown PTSD where I couldn't leave the home. Panic attacks, like daily panic attacks. Um, You know, and the, the medications did help me manage until I was able to get to a place where I could heal and and really get to the root of of the issue um so for me when i had this encounter with god i was um had multiple but there was a time where i i spilled boiling water on my foot i was intoxicated and cooking and it's not a good combo (laughs) so anyways i have this encounter and at this point i was involved in witchcraft i was involved in universalism you know i was kind of being swayed by the culture around me of like, God is love. God is, you know, the universe. And, um, you know, for me, it just, I needed to know the truth. Um, and so I had this encounter. I'm, I spilled the boiling water on my foot. I'm crying out. My brother's upstairs. He couldn't hear me. And I'm just saying, God, help me. God, save me. And it wasn't until I said, Jesus, save me, that my brother heard me and came down the stairs and took me to the hospital. And it was just this moment of realizing Mm. Jesus is the way. He's the way to God and he's the way out of pain, not only physically, but emotionally, spiritually, mentally, like he's the way out. And I think that that was a pivotal moment for me. And like Jonathan, I was still kind of battling in the journey afterwards, like coming off the drugs, like, flushing some of them, still battling. Um, but I was reading my Bible and I would encounter God mm-hmm. in such a, a way. And there was a time I was on my knees and just saying, God, I, I can't keep doing this. I can't keep surviving and managing. I want, like, if you're real, I want the whole thing. I want the whole transformation package. And um, I was reading Psalm 27 and there was a scripture or verse that says, you know, my, my heart hears you say, come and talk with me. And it felt like this wooing. I felt the wooing of God's heart of, he wants to talk with me. He wants to hear the things on my heart. He wants to know the things I've been through. He doesn't want to just try to slap a bandaid on it. He wants to get to the root of, of the things that I've been through. And they were the things that were perpetuating the anxiety and the depression and, and PTSD. And so I was able to go to a program and just be submerged in community and heal, like heal those things. Mm-hmm. And I just had so many encounters that I came out of without the PTSD. But I still, even after that, was battling the anxiety because I wasn't taking care of my health. I wasn't approaching my life holistically mm-hmm. and we like full-heartedly believe and have seen just the fruit of stewarding every yeah. area of our life and submission to God and seeing that mm-hmm. bring the most life 
out of out of our lives is thriving looks like stewarding your life holistically mm-hmm. in a in a spiritual Opening foundation. Yeah, absolutely. And and you know, Jonathan, you know, and, and, and both you guys, I'm sure can agree with this, but you know, uh, sometimes people feel like they're too far gone, mm-hmm. and you know, I've I've done too many bad things in my past, or you know, in my present. Um, I have no hope for the future. So, what do you say to folks that maybe have mm-hmm. that, like you know, you you've been there, but you know that like say, listen, you know, um, you know, I'm just not good enough for mm-hmm. God. And do you do you hear a lot of people say that, or kind of maybe you know think that and, yeah. and think that like listen, like you know, um, I'm just uh, you know, I'm I'm trash. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, if if I would say if I'm able to come out from where I was. Sure. God is, is looking at every person. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I could share stories even of, you know, past ministries with Redeem. You mentioned Redeem. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean we've seen just outrageous things as far as God's literal, pers- literal pursuit of mm-hmm. people's lives in the most, you know, most would say the most darkest or the most meaningless or the most, you know, lowest places. God's radical mm-hmm. pursuit, just like he pursued me in a... Mm-hmm. In a, in a in a solitary you know in a jail cell after getting in trouble in jail mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and 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 just outrageous I mean I could share um, amazing stories in fact I, I will share a, an amazing story of <laughs> uh, of one time we were actually in a um, we were doing outreach to ladies who's in trafficking and ladies who's in that kind of lifestyle these are uh, prostitutes or, yeah. or sex mm-hmm. trafficking prostitution mm-hmm. trafficking anything like that drug addiction we are uh, we had a team that was going online, okay, mm-hmm. one Friday morning, and they were doing uh, outreach, you know, just texting people that were on, texting ladies that were online. Jess was a part of the team that were online and, uh, you know, being sold and selling themselves and, uh, you know, texting them and say, hey, there's a way out. Well, they'd start conversations, and maybe 20 of them they actually sent a text to and, and, and out of the, just saying, hey, um, how you doing, you know, and, and maybe five responded and they actually had a conversation with but only one of those five they actually got to the point where they were saying hey we have a gift bag we want to meet with you you know the conversation progressed long enough like the the lady actually kept responding long enough for us to say hey we have a gift bag we want to meet with you we want to give you a gift um well after we said that after they sent that text they she didn't respond we go out on the streets and just start going hotels going into different places around the city and we had teams just, I mean, vans, you know, going out. And we probably pat, we probably went through 20 different hotels. I mean, I don't, I don't know how many rooms are in each hotel. Just say 100, you know, at least 2,000 doors. And out of the 2,000 doors, I mean, we, we were really contacting people that were already outside. Mm-hmm. But just randomly, Holy Spirit told us, highlighted two doors that night to just put some, because uh, we were giving out roses and, and encouraging cards and hotline cards. And he said there was two doors he wanted us to put a rose in a hotline card. Out of 2,000, we put a rose in a hotline card and an encouraging card in front of these doors. And then an hour later, we get a text from that same person that the only one out of the 20 that we found, and there's hundreds online that were, but we found 20 that we texted and five that responded and one that we actually got to the point of gift, gift bag. Mm-hmm. And she texted and she said, did you just put a gift in front of my door? 
you know, she's freaking out because she's wow. like, how do you know where I live? Yeah. <laughs> we don't know where you live. Uh, the Holy Spirit was, pers- right. I mean, out of 2,000 doors, yeah. two, we felt There's like. no way for you to know, right? There was no exactly. way. We don't know where any of these people online are. Mm-hmm. But either way, <laughs> that is the pursuit of God. And, and, and other than that, within Spirit in Life, I mean, people mm-hmm. just through truly putting these things into practice, putting, you know, allowing community to come in and encourage them like this, saying, hey, there's hope. There's more for you. For, for them to surround themselves with those people and then actually execute on these things, see that there's a dream on God's heart for their lives, people are coming off of medications. People are coming mm-hmm. off of, of, of things that's held them back. People are being healed physically. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's wild. I mean, if for every story that somebody says, I'm not worthy, I'd mm-hmm. show them another story of somebody who God took mm-hmm. from, a, from a low place and brought them out. Yeah. For every single one, I show them 10, you know. Yeah. And, and it's so important because you've got, you know, whether it's drug addiction or sexual abuse or, or mm-hmm. any other kind of trauma, um, mm-hmm. you know, there's your family is just feels helpless yep. at, at times. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure, you know, you guys have experienced that yourself and like whether it be your parents or siblings or, or just friends of yours. And so, mm-hmm. Jess, I mean, what would you say to folks like that are listening to this podcast mm-hmm. and they say, listen, I've got a best friend or I've got a son or a daughter that's just lost. They're mm-hmm. just and they're in the deepest, darkest place, maybe living on the streets or whatever else. What do you, I mean, what do you say to that, that mom or dad or, or mm-hmm. that, that, that brother or sister? I mean, do they, because, you know, you want, they want to love, but mm-hmm. they don't want to necessarily like keep allowing that behavior to happen, right? That's right. And, and I think every situation is so different and unique, but yes, I think it comes with the first foundation is prayer. I think both of our lives are evidence of the power of prayer because we had parents praying for us and believing for our breakthrough. I know my mom shared, she would, she would tell me that, that she would pray over my door when she would smell me smoking marijuana in the room and, or, you know, whatever issue I was dealing with, she would lay her hands on the door and just pray, like pray over. And Mm -hmm. ultimately something she said stuck with me too, is that God spoke to her when I was in the midst of it, that she said, your daughter is my daughter. She was mine before she was yours. And so every person that's going through, whether it's drug addiction or just a, a domestic violence or whatever the situation is, just know, knowing that God is so fiercely in love with that daughter or that son, um, even greater than the love we have as parents, which is a lot. I mean, I know I love my son with all my heart. Um, so it's hard to imagine just the vast love God has for us and for his children. Um, and, and yes, I think it is in prayer, in the place of prayer, God wants to give us divine instruction and he wants to, like, like I said, he wants to talk with us through the highs and lows, whether it's through his word, whether it's, you know, through listening to what he's saying, he wants to give divine solutions and listening for that. And you know, whether it's, okay, you're, it's time they go to a program. It's time to sit with them and evaluate their goals. It's time to say, Hey, you can't smoke drugs or do drugs in my house anymore. And sometimes it does take Mm -hmm. those measurements. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think all in, in communion with God and with 
counselors with your your community yeah. people that are praying with you for these things i think it's important to to take those things into consideration We will be right back with our conversation with the Cronins about some really important topics. But first, uh, a little bit about uh, football and uh, where you can get some uh, highlights, scores, and more. Get your high school football fix each week with Sports Overtime. Dave Plata and Jonathan Hoppe take you inside the high school action each week. Watch starting August 20th on WTVM. You know, people, you know, whether it be they're going through the big stuff, the small stuff, they're looking for breakthrough. And God, you know, like you guys are talking about, that is the ultimate way to have that breakthrough. I mean, I think a program can work, medications can work. But Jonathan, you know, um, tell me about, you know, uh, obviously you guys have seen for yourself through Spirit and Life and through other ministries, healings, mm-hmm. supernatural healings. So for folks that are listening, maybe they're uh, in a in a church that maybe doesn't do a lot of healings, that kind mm-hmm. of thing, and they're not familiar with her or how that works. And, and does, mm-hmm. does it really work or is it just a show? You know, because people kind of totally. from the outside, they say, oh, they see the evangelist on the TV and, and praying for people and they're, quote, healed. Mm-hmm. So for the for the critics, for the cynics out there, sure. tell us about how it works. Um, because, I mean, you know, medication, doctors, those kind of things can work as well. You know? Yeah, yeah. It, I would say for the critics, um, as far as skeptical about healings, I'd say – Find somebody who's supposedly experiencing it or seeing it on a daily basis and go hang out with them <laughs> for the critic. I mean, if are you really okay? If you're that much of a critic, are you really okay with just writing it off and not actually digging deeper and actually saying, is it real? Because, yeah, yeah we, we see miracles mm-hmm. very frequently. I mean, yeah. we, we see miracles a lot. If somebody has the experience, and that's yeah. their experience. I mean, yeah. it, it yeah. truly yeah. happens. Yeah. And, and, and for me, I mean, I experienced a miracle. Mm-hmm. There's no way. I mean, I, I was on methamphetamines, and in the snap of a finger, Jesus. The only thing, the only difference that 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 went from me being addicted to me not was me receiving Jesus, me truly stepping into a life of following Jesus. That was the only difference. So, and and then and then, you know, and I tell people too because a lot of times critics, you know, want to believe, um, but they just they're just having a hard time because of past experiences or maybe issues with the church or things, you know, hurts that they've had while they've been in church or with leaders mm-hmm. that haven't shown the gospel, haven't truly lived out the gospel. And for me, you know, uh, my dad passed away of cancer in 2014. And um, it was a, it was a, you know, hard thing, but, um, you know, I was wondering, you know, I was, I was praying for him and I was asking for God to heal him and, and you know, but I didn't see it happen. Well, a year later, I was in a prayer meeting. I felt like the Lord told me to go and pray for this lady and just pray over her stomach. And I, and I, and I went over there. I was like, okay, I'm probably look crazy, but I just, <laughs> I, I just feel like I'm supposed to pray over you. And so I just prayed over her stomach. I didn't touch her. I just, just prayed. I said, Lord, touch her stomach. And she just starts bawling. She just starts weeping. She says, I, I just felt a shift in my stomach. And she said, I haven't told anybody, but I was diagnosed with cancer in my stomach. She goes to the doctor the next day and it's gone. Okay. Wow. And so, <laughs> and so the, the 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 point there is the implication I believe is don't allow your past experience to affect what God wants to do. You know, because a lot of times what we do is we build the theology around what hasn't happened in the past, 
and we stop pursuing the things that are, that God wants to do. Just because you haven't seen something happen does not mean God doesn't want it to happen. God has a plan. God wants to move. God still is the God of miracles, and he still has called you to heal the sick and raise the dead and cast out demons. So, so you know, it, so whatever you haven't seen, I would say, you know, there's more. And don't, don't, I mean, what is life if we're going to just stay, you know, build our own, you know, belief super quick and not challenge him, not allow those things to be. So get around people. Um, if you want to hang out with us, we'd love to hang out. <laughs> you guys have lots of stories of miracles yeah. and healing. Yeah. Right? And so, and so yeah. it, within spirit and life, I mean, you know, of course, spirit and life set up to help people who, um, just feel overwhelmed, unfulfilled, stuck where they're at. Before COVID, That's it right. was like one in four people are experiencing, uh, you know, deep levels of anxiety or depression, you know. <laughs> so, 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 yeah. you know, and, and so with COVID, it spiked up dramatically. I, I, I keep trying to find more numbers, but, you know, anyway, the, the yeah, within um, Spirit and Life, we're seeing people come in, um, even with physical issues, that it's bound, it's actually, it's actually part of, things that are happening mentally or things that are happening emotionally or things that are happening in your heart. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the biggest discoveries we found was the fact that, you know, something that's happening in your physical body may have nothing to do with your physical body. It may have everything to do with your, your mental state or your emotional state or, or, you know, there's so many different things that may play a part. And it's actually proven even in science, Mm -hmm. you know, your, your vagus nerve is a, is a nerve that that's, uh, sends messages from your brain to your to your whole body to different parts of your body to your gut to your brain to all kinds of stuff. So you'll see people with anxiety a lot of times have things wrong in their gut or have things wrong, mm-hmm. you know, physically. Um, you know whether that's you know we've even seen IBS or uh, mitral valve prolapse. We just saw somebody healed of mitral valve prolapse. You know, yeah. like just all different types of things that are happening in our body. God intricately made our bodies to mm-hmm. work together to function together and to be just like he says about the body of Christ. We all need each other. That's how he created our bodies in physical. And I think even just to add to you that, that there's been scientific studies that have seen that stress and anxiety actually causes inflammation in the body. Yep. And so I think even there was a USA study that, that showed that. And, and so I think to, to know that, God made us so intricately designed and connected. And even, you know, the body says if one part is suffering, every part suffers. And I feel like that's in the physical and also in the spiritual and within the church. And so I think, yeah, I mean, we've seen people even just make simple dietary changes because we're eating completely different than we were a hundred years ago, than we were a thousand years ago. And that, I mean, there has to be a connection between the way we're eating today, the fast pace, the microwave society, the processed foods, that that was not our original design and how mankind was eating. And so what you eat feeds your body. It also feeds your brain. And so there's there's such a physical connection. And so even people simply cutting things out or adding things in, um, they've seen immense breakthrough in, in fatigue, clarity, even the mm-hmm. fitness side. I know that's a huge passion of yours, like seeing people implement exercise, yeah. like daily moving their body, just seeing mm-hmm. a huge difference in just their mental clarity and just 
the their thought patterns mm-hmm. that it's all connected and that's why you know we see s- so much breakthrough in different areas mm-hmm. because God God made it that way mm-hmm. he made us um, need need to nurture each area of our lives so. yeah the gospel is a whole life gospel you know mm-hmm. I, I, so, so, I mean I guess the three components is the gospel whole, like not just not just you know science I believe is 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 so imperative in today and 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 I think a lot of times in the church we can ignore what what people who have given their whole lives to research um, and 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 we need those things and we we implement those things talking about the vagus nerve talking about you know the pineal gland that regulates your sleep and melatonin and serotonin all, you know all these different things are critical we need to know these things as the church mm-hmm. um, but also like those things at most are going to help you manage. Only Christ is going to really allow you to go deep. Mm-hmm. And so the, the first major component is really um, Christ-centered healing, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and for, for us, I mean, we've coined kind of our um, method that we combined out of tons of different programs, tons of different research, tons of different things that we've done specifically geared towards this, this, um, this area. Um, and we've seen that um, these major components exist. It's, it's called the power method. We, we it's P O W H A, but That's it's right. but you can say it really fast. Power, the power, the power. Because <laughs> we're going to give you some power. No, um, purpose oriented whole life healing approach. Mm-hmm. So 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 that's everything. So that's that's healing at the root, not just managing. But that's actually cultivating. What's the vision? Where are we going? Not where do we not want to go? Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of counseling, a lot of things are rooted around getting rid of the issues mm-hmm. rather than thrusting you forward into the vision, into mm-hmm. the destiny. Because I mean, if you try to avoid anxiety, that makes it worse. That I mean, you got to face right. it head on. I mean, right. Because totally. you're not trying to get rid of the anxiety because it's going to be there. Yeah, mm-hmm. we all have anxiousness. If, mm-hmm. if 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 it was as simple as saying "don't do that." Yeah. We wouldn't be having this discussion. <laughs> if it was try harder, yeah. we we would, uh, you know, it, it doesn't work that way, you know. Yeah. And, and I think, like you know, we mentioned before, you know, vulnerability, being a, a, a able to open up and sh- talk about mm-hmm. these things are just critical in the church. Um, and then, so it's purpose oriented, whole life, really addressing everything. Physical mm-hmm. fitness is critical. Our bodies were created to 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 be able to, um, you know, exercise and be able to get healthy. Our bodies actually mm-hmm. can heal themselves if we give them the right conditions. It's a good stress reliever too. I, I mean, I mean, running or, or yeah. working mm-hmm. out, whatever you feel like Sorry. you like to do, right? Well, mm-hmm. it's all, it's all connected. And so yeah. your nutrition, your everything. And, and, um, and, yeah. and even if, if I could add to the part of healing, like as far as when we work with people in healing and healing deep, when we reference that, um, it's not just a quick prayer. Like we're going to pray that you're healed from anxiety. Like, yes, we do see that happen, but with, with us, we, we really believe it's, it's learning self-awareness, self-empowerment and understanding that, that you you can overcome these things and because anxiety often starts with one thought and that feeds off another and it's just all of a sudden you're in a tornado of negative thoughts fear fear fear-based thoughts and so getting getting to the root and being able to 
capture those thoughts like the Bible even says to take our thoughts captive and learning to build new patterns. It's even to break it down scientifically, we have these neuro pathways, like little bridges that build. So anxiety and depression is actually built by habit, habitual thought patterns because of our response to either trauma or just stressful work situations or whatever. We build habitually this pattern of anxiety. And so Mm things that help, you know, we see help is learning self-awareness of like, what is that thought? What? Okay. I just had a thought of, I feel like I'm not doing a good enough job. I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm screwing up or I'm not a good mom. Whatever that first thought is, is really allowing our hearts to slow down and asking God, like, God, what is the truth about me? Whether you want to just get the truth from the Bible and apply that truth, get the word in your heart, get the word in your mind, dwelling on that, um, that's a way. And then there's another method where we've seen huge breakthrough. I've experienced breakthrough is where did I first start believing that? Because oftentimes our belief, well, everybody's belief systems formed from zero to seven. So this is scientifically based too. Um, So our perception of the world, men, Mm -hmm. God, all of that is formed from zero to seven. And so when, you know, because we can't teach Kai, our our son, what to think about us. He's learning through experience. And we all learn through experience. So sometimes God has is going to take us to memories from that foundational period to literally rewire our brain. I mean, and for me, PTSD was rewired because I encountered God in a memory and God showed me where he was and showed me his heart and his truth about me. Whereas the lies that kept me in PTSD were, this is my fault. I allowed this to happen, etc. And so I was bound in this this panic because I couldn't, I had no control over the situation. And so there's so much healing. Like, so the deep healing that we're seeing is encountering God and the painful things we've been through that he leads us to, Mm -hmm. to deal with and face. And we're seeing people just get crazy breakthrough. And like we said, and I think from that place too, we see those miracles Mm -hmm. happen. You know, we see mitral valve prolapse healed. We, you know, we're in community with these people praying and and seeing those things. Um, So it looks different. I wanted to kind of explain that because I know we talked about praying for physical healing Mm -hmm. and, you know, what what aspect of deep healing we also see is it's this intimate walk with Mm -hmm. God where we're we're saying, God, what did you have to say? Because sometimes we can think, God, you weren't there. You left me. And this is what keeps people away from God. I think this keeps people, you know, walking away and keeps people mad at God and angry at God is because they believe lies about him or they think God is like the church and the people that hurt them in the church or, you know, there's so many, it's all, I I just truly believe the battlefield is in our mind and in our thoughts And so we have like, when we empower people to say, 
you can overcome this thing. You can, and it takes time. And that's why we wanted to create this to bridge the gap of, look, this is a lifelong thing. We want to be, you know, not that you're going to suffer with it lifelong, but we want to support you in life as the body of Christ to see your breakthrough come. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think that's, that's key because ultimately it's, it's the thinking of, I'm broken. My my mind is is off, or I'm crazy, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And and it's it's no. You're a human. You have needs, and we all have things that we we need as a basic human function. Like we need love. We need community. We need people. You know, we we need these different things. Just like we need shelter and food and what you know. We need uh, mm-hmm. there's psychological and emotional needs we need. You know, right. and and so what a lifelong journey is is mm-hmm. simply being a part of that being a part of every person's like you know we're called there's a reason we're all here mm-hmm. there's a reason there's uh, we divine, I like to, divine appointment yeah i, I yes. like to coin, i like to say the phrase is you know to serve each other's destinies there's there's something you know in my destiny that 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 you need and there's something in in your destiny that or or there's something I can help you with, and there's something you can help me with, and I think we need to approach each other in relationships in that way. Yeah, you need to run a marathon, right? I need to run a marathon, <laughs> and that's why Jason's here. That's <laughs> I was going to ask you guys about that. You guys both kind of brought up the church, and you both grew mm-hmm. up in, in Christian households in some form or fashion, you know. And um, mental health is such a stigma around yeah. it, people, because right. it's just it's. It's not like a, a maybe a medical condition. You go in, you have a surgery, or you yeah. get medication, or follow mm-hmm. up with a doctor. Mental health, you know, it's such a um, it, it's yeah. it's harder to understand. It's complex, it's and um, people you if people say how are you doing, it's not a one sentence answer. And mm-hmm. so there's a stigma behind it. And then I think there's a stigma. You know, uh, I mean, we all love the church, but um, the church, you know, maybe says hey. If you, you know, if you're having anxious thoughts, then that's not right. Don't do that. And you yeah. are bad. Yeah. And so there's that stigma even in the church. So yeah. how do you, how do we, I mean, can, not that we want to judge the church, but how does the, you know, how can the church be a part of the, right. the solution here? Totally. Um, I would say, you know, like even supporting, providing people that, that need that support. I know there's. It's church is mainly a place where we come together and we worship God. Um, there is an aspect of community, but mm-hmm. I think I think what the church needs is we need to stay caught up with what's happening. And like you said, because of the pandemic, because of all the things that yeah. are happening, the increase in technology, the increase in all these different things that's that affects our mental health. You know, we need to know how it's affecting us. And I think to open the conversation is is to understand and I think to talk with people who have been through it. Um, I think that was a huge thing. And that's why we're like ready to give our lives to this thing because we know how inherently important it is to talk to someone who's not only been through it and understands, but has come out on the other side and has experienced the freedom on the other side. Because I think that anxiety and depression is so isolating and is Mm -hmm. so you already feel like there's something wrong with you that, Mm -hmm. you know, the shame, like you were sharing, like 
and no solutions in the church feels like, yeah. um, you know, and I think that's, yeah. that's why it's important to, to partner with outside communities or outside ministries that are yeah. in, in this area, you know, so partner with us, you know, we would love, like, we want to be kind of a resource for, for churches to, to be that, that more of support for the congregation. I think, I think people dealing with anxiety and depression are people that have huge potential in terms of the call. I mean, I think just the reality that they are struggling in that area says there is so much potential Mm -hmm. that I believe God has put in in their lives and a calling. Because, I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, I had had so much, and it was this inner fire that, that I knew I was called to so much, to a huge level of leadership, a huge level of, you know, anointing or giftings and, and I knew I had all these things. Um but because of that, you know, I'm 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 dealing with okay, well, where should I be? What should I do? Um I shouldn't be here right now. I should be further along or whatever. And so I, I think a lot of times you know, you you're you got people dealing with that everywhere around you. So the church in one sense like you need to educate, you know, educate yourself and really mm-hmm. understand like what is this it's not it, there's a, there's a journey in in um coming out of anxiety there's a journey in truly um discovering the peace of the lord like that 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 for me it wasn't a one time boom you know the first thing i received was peace when i was in there i received peace because that is the one thing that's going to guard my heart mm-hmm. that's in 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 philippians 4 it says that peace will guard your heart and i believe the most the biggest attack reason that was the first thing I received was because I believe the biggest attack on the church mm-hmm. is to rob you of that peace. And and so I experienced that. You know, I experienced it all the time. But but I feel and and it says I forget where it's at, I need to remember. But it says mm-hmm. it says to um just as you came into Christ, so walk in him. Yeah. Just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, so walk in him. Yeah. Actions speak louder than words. Faith without works is dead. I mean, mm-hmm. all that stuff. And, yeah. and I know that now you guys are kind of spirit and life coaches. And, and you know, we talk on this podcast about fitness as well. You guys brought it up earlier. Yeah. You used to be a fitness instructor I coach? To, yeah, I used to do it, be personal training, yeah. Okay. So uh, how important is, is I mean, in terms of, of that kind of thing? Obviously, you guys talked about nutrition, taking care of your body. Um, you know, how, I mean, cause somebody doesn't need to go out and be able to lift 300 pounds or go out and run a marathon and things no. like that. But what, how important is taking care of your physical body to the, this whole process of dealing with anxiety, depression, yeah. those kind of things? Well, it's actually really funny. Um, cause you don't, you don't need, <laughs> I want to lift 300 pounds one day you know? <laughs> um, and you're going to teach me to run a marathon <laughs> yeah. one day. We'll get there. But honestly, it's not bit, it's not hard. Um, in terms of fitness, I mean, and, and the correlation though, there's so many different, I mean, you all know serotonin and all these things, but, but what I was mentioning earlier was a pineal gland is the gland that actually releases melatonin and serotonin. And it, and it happens at a certain time during the night, you know, it's, it's in the, in the nighttime. Um, and, and one of the things that actually stimulates your pineal gland to be able to function higher because serotonin is your feel good, you know, hormone and, and your melatonin is your sleep good hormone, you know. And uh, one of the things that actually stimulates that is what's called a HIT workout. 
You ever, you ever? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, high intense. You work in different yeah. things, like yeah. you know, like your your shoulders, and then your uh-huh. hips, and then your yeah. quads. Well, well, yeah. It, it's just about intervals. So, yeah. so high intensity interval training. So uh, that could literally be ten minutes. You know, you could do ten mm-hmm. minutes a day, and what the goal is that you're going uh, to go into a thing called epoch. You know, excess post oxygen consumption. You know, which is a state that your body is just like if you were to run your car for a long time and you park it and it's still hot for a long time, your body can actually continue to burn calories and run for the whole day after just high intensity interval training. And so, anyway, that's the that's the idea. And so, it could literally take, um, you know, just just a a few a few a few minutes. Mm -hmm. And but what you do is you take that little bit of time and you rev it up. You you really go. You know, you're not. You don't even have to lift weights. You're doing calisthenics or you're doing, you know, jumping jacks. You're doing um, burpees or whatever. Um, and, and it's kind of based on where you're at, whatever level you're at. You That's even, kind of you what can we do when you're pregnant too, right? Yeah. You yeah, do it when yeah. you're pregnant. <laughs> yeah. She does it. Um, and so anyway, that, that I think the initial correlation in terms of just our body, you know, is, is the, you know, I, I, I think that area because you're going to be able to sleep better. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you know, you're going to be able to actually get better rest. Um, and that thing actually activates the feel good and sleep good hormone. That thing is going to uh, act, you know, really get it stimulated. Mm-hmm. But then on the, on the side of, you know, the word of God, I mean, our bodies are his temple, you mm-hmm. know. And, and I believe that this is what we're talking about when we kept in the beginning talking about stewardship of our lives. Um, you know, God created our bodies to function at, 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 you know, with, you know, to be healthy and to be able to heal itself. And, and so what does it look like to give our bodies the right conditions to be able to do that? Well, you know, one's about nutrition, but the other, you know, is really, you know, about exercise and, and, mm-hmm. and you know, making sure we're, we're uh, stewarding our, our lungs are you know everything so it's a full full body experience and and kind of wrapping up soon i wanted to ask you guys real quick as well uh jess Mm -hmm. you know so if people kind of you know are interested in spirit and life coaching you know what 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 does that look like i mean does that are you coming Mm -hmm. in are you meeting with the both of you and and is it like intensive counseling or do you guys have i mean how how Mm -hmm. does what does that look like if somebody's like well that sounds interesting but uh, what does it uh what does it entail i guess yeah yeah that's a great question so we're we kind of have three big pieces. So we, one, we have a 30 plus hour, 30 plus hours worth of curriculum that we've created, just combined from curriculum that we've learned from, um, and just stuff that we've seen and spirit inspired. Um, Mm -hmm. so that, that's a huge piece. And so everybody we work with goes through that course and it's all self-paced. So we wanted to make it accessible and available to literally anyone across the world. So we're working with people in the UK and we've been in contact with people in Africa. And so we wanted to make it available and without that pressure of you have to do it by this certain amount of time. We wanted to just honor people's schedule because some people have busier schedules. Um, We wanted it to be available for the mom of five so she doesn't have to, you know, go. We wanted to go beyond Mm -hmm. the, the local uh, reach that, that we could have. And so 
that's a huge piece. So the curriculum side, and then we also have weekly group coaching. So that's where we all come together and we're connecting personally with people and with their situation and just giving, you know, if they have questions about the course, the course is really where they get the meat of everything. Um, but the, the coaching is where we're like one, you know, with them working with their specific situation to see that growth happen and have that extra accountability and support. And then the third piece would be the online community that we've created. So it's completely private within the group. And then so that is where they can post and just, you know, whatever support that they need, prayer requests or wins. Like we really encourage people celebrating and just sharing the testimonies that are happening, the breakthroughs that are happening. Um, And that's been a huge pivotal piece Mm -hmm. for people Um, just focusing, learning to focus on the positive and the things that are happening Mm -hmm. for them. And so, yeah, so it's really threefold, I would say. And and John, what people want to find you guys, where, where can they do that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You can go on to spiritandlifeinternational.com. So Mm -hmm. you can go on there. We got a, a, a free, you know, a video and we just have a bunch of trainings. We just, resources tons of stuff that you can check out and and see and i and i would even you know say to those who who you know may say this is something i could see myself Mm -hmm. you know i I might need or i might a family member i just you know ask yourself i would say you know ask yourself what what would it be like to really bring around people you know mentors and bring around people that's calling out the gold of you have you in, inside of you mm-hmm. the cold that god has put inside of you have you have you been around that kind of atmosphere before because when you get around something like that you know somebody who's looking at you and saying mm-hmm. encouraging you somebody who's 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 saying come into who you are this is who you are and constantly calling it out and you're seeing wins you're seeing people break free there's a faith that's being cultivated in the midst of all of this that is going to cause a snowball effect. It's mm-hmm. going to, you know, start with these smaller things. Okay, you know, and 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 and, and that's where it's, it 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 basically gets big and God mm-hmm. really takes over. So yeah, well, that's awesome. You guys are a great team. And, and I was going to ask Jonathan if you can uh, uh, close us out in prayer. That yeah. would be uh, that would be awesome, man. Yeah, for sure. Father, we thank you. We love you. Uh, thank you for every person listening to this, and thank you for even having this uh, time of, of just showing the miracles, God, that you are doing. And I just speak over every person that uh, this may speak to, this may resonate with, or, or every person that feels the fire of, uh, that, that you're cultivating through this. I just speak to them, and I say, God, would you bring your supernatural rest and peace? And I just speak over their hearts, and I say, God... Would you give them the ability to rest and truly, truly be still and know who you are, know truly that you're in their corner and with you there is more for them than against them. And I just thank you that even right now as we speak, God, that there would be people that would begin having a a total shift in their whole mind and body and heart that they would see what's for them they would truly see that all of heaven is behind them that all of heaven is rejoicing and that they are valuable they can overcome and i just impart faith in jesus name 
Because of all I've seen you do, God, I know one thing to be true, and that's you are faithful. You are faithful, God. And so, Lord, I just impart to them right now faith beyond measure. Faith unlike they've ever seen before. And, Lord, for the families, God, I just pray strength and faith over them that they would fully, fully see what you're doing in this moment. In Jesus' name, we love you, Lord. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, thank you guys so much for coming in. You guys are a great team, um, and I uh, wish you the best with your uh, your second child on the way, and uh, hopefully you guys can take some time to yourselves, have date nights and all those kind of things <laughs> yes. as well, because I know you guys uh, stay busy, but I really, uh, we really appreciate what you guys are doing for the kingdom of God and helping folks out that are in some some deep valleys um, and, uh, and, and getting them, you know, to the mountaintop through, through Jesus. Amen. Well, thank you for what you do. This yeah. is, we love, we love run the race. So yeah, thank yes. you. Cool. Thanks, Thanks guys. Jason. Appreciate it. Spirit and Life Coaching, uh, part of what they do is they have emotional and physical healing. They can put videos, uh, uh, testimonials on there about some real healings that are happening. They also have fitness plans, time management, vision and goal setting, financial planning, and more. So uh, wish them all the best uh, with all they're doing. And, you know, they post a lot on social media. Uh, Jonathan recently said that your existence, your existence, being alive right now, says two things. One, you have won many battles. And two, God has more for you on this earth. So believe that for sure. And Jessica recently uh, uh, posting on Facebook about slow down, be present, look for what Jesus is doing in this very moment. He is always speaking. So it is our job to grow in listening. And uh, one person that I listened to a lot you know, when I was younger in college and, and past then as well, a good friend of mine, uh, Mark McGinnis, uh, passed away a few months ago. And it was really hard for me to kind of process that. He was one of the um, groomsmen in my wedding. Uh, Mark lived in North Carolina, had a lot of medical con- you know, issues for, for years or really, you know, more than 10 years. And, uh, you know, his wife, Dallarie, is great. And I, I visited them almost every year. They have two little kids and, and uh, just so sad about Mark. But one of our favorite artists um, in music was David Wilcox. And he is a folk musician that's put out about 20 or 30 CDs and um, from the Asheville, North Carolina area. But I kind of put him on and, you know, told Mark about David Wilcox. And this was one of our favorite songs. So uh, I want you to kind of listen to, to me sing just a little bit of it for our uh, one of our final segments, uh, Stuck in My Head. So here's a little bit of Hold It Up to the Light. It's the choice of a lifetime, I'm almost sure. I will not live my life in between anymore. If I can't be certain of all that's in store, this far it feels so right. I will hold it up, hold it up to the light. Hold it up to the light, hold it up to the light. I said, God, will you bless this decision? I'm scared, is my life at stake? 
But I see if you gave me a vision, would I never have reason to use my faith? So again, now this episode, that song dedicated to my friend Mark McGinnis, rest in peace. My friend, uh, he knew Jesus and talked about Jesus a lot. And uh, that song, Hold It Up to the Light, one of my favorite songs of all time. Check it out, David Wilcox. W-I-L-C-O-X. Check him out for sure. Hopefully, maybe I'll have him on as a guest for a future Run the Race podcast. And our final, final segment, Parting Gift, to kind of go along with anxiety and things people are dealing with, famous poet Maya Angelou said, quote, you may not control all the events that happen to you, but you can decide not to be reduced by them. Because, you know, how people treat you, what happens to you, the you know, tragic things, the, the great things maybe that happen to you, maybe you can't control that perhaps, but you can control how you react to those, you know, getting knocked down, getting back up again, and looking and praising God amidst the storm, and um, praising God, you know, when things go well too, because, you know, He is, He's the one that's planning it all and orchestrating it all, and uh, we look to Him when in times of, you know, hills and also in valleys. Well, thank you so much for uh, choosing Run the Race. We know there's a lot of different things out there you can be listening to. And so uh, thanks again to uh, Jonathan and Jess for for joining me. And uh, again, check out Spirit and Life. And uh, looking forward to uh, next episode. Next week, you're going to check out a, a gentleman who uh, was a runner for about six decades. He was also the uh, cross-country coach for the very first women's cross-country running team for West Point. He spent 20 years in the military. And he's uh, he's coached some national champion teams in cross country and in track, including at the University of Cincinnati. So I uh, look forward uh, to that conversation with someone who can talk a lot about uh, running for those who do it or not, and also about the military, those who serve our country while uh, doing some fitness as well. So until next time, folks, have a great one. <laughs>